Hey mama, I want to invite you to something. I am hosting a free anger management bootcamp on the podcast, May 13th through the 17th. Monday through Friday, there will be a new episode released teaching you where anger comes from and what goes on in your brain when you feel intense feelings, how to lower your stress and increase capacity levels as a mom, how to shift your mindset to align your actions with the mom that you want to be, and how to break generational anger patterns. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a day and sign up using the link in the show notes so you can get access to the episodes as soon as they drop and an email summary of the daily trainings, as well as access to a live Q&A call on the last day of the bootcamp. Invite one or three of your mama friends so they can learn how to manage their emotions well too. Link to sign up is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in there. Let's get back into this podcast episode. My friend, today you will listen to an episode, The Real Reason you don't want to give up yelling slash screaming at your kids. Yes, there's a real reason underneath that. And today we'll be talking about that. If you have not signed up for my weekly newsletter in the show notes, you get a free gift to sign up for my weekly newsletter. It is five ways to calm down when you are feeling triggered. So if you find yourself often triggered, overwhelmed, overstimulated, just agitated on edge with your children in the show notes, there's five ways to calm down in the heat of the moment. What do you do in those moments to calm down, to calm your nervous system when you are feeling triggered? So link is in the show notes, sign up. You really want to get that freebie. Okay. So Let's talk about the real reason you do not want to give up yelling. So let's talk about a little bit before we get into that. Like there's a difference between yelling and screaming. So yelling, I would say, is like raising your voice regularly, shouting at the kids. You know, you it's pretty loud. You're constantly raising your voice and you, you don't want to do it. You're just come over here, get your butt over here, get out the door. Let's go, 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 go. What did I just say? I told you to do this. Why are you not listening to me? You know, and just raising your voice like that. And then there's screaming. This is like rage where you feel completely out of control. This is like next level. Okay. This is when you are just saying things you completely regret that you wish nobody would ever hear. Like you would be so embarrassed if your neighbor saw you doing that. You would be so embarrassed if your mother-in-law saw you doing this, right? This is when you feel completely out of control. You are like maybe physically trying to hurt your kids. You are definitely saying things you wouldn't say. And I've taught on this before and I'll link in the show notes what is going on in your brain during that moment because something's going on in your brain and that is why you are responding, actually reacting that way. And that is for a reason. You are overreacting like that because your thinking brain is completely offline and you literally feel out of control and you're trying to get some control back and that you're trying to do that with screaming, okay? So the real reason you don't want to give that up is because you want to feel the power and the control. We all have this sense of control we want in our lives. When sin came into the world, 
we all started to desire control. God created us to surrender control to him, but we as sinful humans desire control over our lives. And oftentimes we desire control over others as well. So the Bible calls us to have self-control, not other control. But as humans, we really like to desire other control. It helps us feel more powerful. And that is actually the biggest reason why you have a hard time giving up yelling because you want that power and control when you scream and yell and your kids feel kind of scared of you. It gets your kids to listen and that makes you feel powerful. And it's kind of hard to give that up, right? We all like to be and having some sort of power, right? And some sort of control over our children. And that's why you keep coming back to it because it gives you that sense of control and power and it feeds it. Also, it's hard to break cycles like that. Yes, there's that as well. Like your nervous system is overloaded, overwhelmed. It's hard to do the right thing. It, you know, we have a sinful nature, all of that. But I believe the real reason is because you crave that control and power and you get it when you scream and yell. You're not in control. You're actually out of control, but it makes you kind of feel in control because your kids are actually a little bit scared of you and it gets them to listen, quote unquote, and it, it gives you, it feeds you that sense of control. But I want to ask you, how does it make you feel afterwards? How do you feel when you completely lose your marbles at your kids, when you scream and yell at them, when you feel out of control and that's why you scream and yell at them? How does it make you feel afterwards? Yes, you got them to listen. Yes, they got in the car. Yes, they stopped doing X, Y, Z. How do you feel afterwards? I know that I felt super guilty. I felt like a terrible mom. I felt like I was ruining my kids' lives. I felt like I was not meant to be a mom. I felt terrible. I truly felt like a bad mom when I screamed at my kids. I knew that I was sinning when I was doing that. I knew I was saying hurtful things. And that is my kind of thing that I want you to consider is, yes, you're getting that power in a sense, but truly you're actually powerless in that moment and you're trying to get that power by screaming and yelling. But how does it affect you afterwards? And how does it affect the relationships with your children in the long run? It actually hurts the relationships and it creates this norm of yelling and screaming and that your kids know that is the only way to listen to mom when she completely loses her marbles. It creates this norm in your family and then your kids are used to that. And then when they get in future relationships, when they become adult and somebody screams and yells at them, that's normal for them. Do you want your kids to be in a marriage where their spouse screams and yells at them and they find that normal? I hope not. I know I don't want my kids to be in a relationship like that. So here's another question. Do you want your kids to listen to you because they're scared of you? Or do you want them to listen to you because you have a relationship with them and they love you? 
for me personally, I want them to listen to me because they love me and they have a good relationship with me and they have a connection with me, not because they're scared of me. And here's another food for that. Like, what does God do with us? Does he want us to listen to him because we love him and we have a relationship with him and we want to honor him and we want to, you know, bring him glory and honor? Or does he want us to listen to him because we're scared of him or that he will do something bad to us or hurt us? That's not what a loving father does. He wants us to listen to him because we have a good, close relationship with him. And that is what I want you to see today in this conversation, to see it from that lens. If you want your kids to listen to you without the screaming and the yelling, it requires you to have a relationship with them. And yes, that comes from quality time. Yes, that comes from connection and from listening to them. And it also comes from allowing the space for them to have feelings and to be with them in those feelings and helping them feel seen, heard, and understood. That creates that emotional connection and safety with them. So then you are that person that they come to when they're having a hard time because they feel safe with you. And then when you're asking them to do something, they feel better internally, emotionally, so they are more likely to cooperate. I've given this example before in my podcast, but this was a long, long time ago, so I will do it again. So when I first started going to counseling and I was introduced to respectful, connective parenting, the first example that really, really clicked with me was when my counselor explained this. She said, imagine that your husband planned a nice date. He planned a babysitter. He surprised you with a date. You guys went on a date. He didn't have his phone out. He connected and talked with you. You guys had such a great time. You just felt so connected with him. You come home, you sit down on the couch and he's like, Hey hon, can you get me some water? And you're like, yeah, sure. I'll get you some water, right? Like no big deal. And imagine if you've been having tension with your spouse for weeks. Heck, Let's take days. You know, you've said something rude, disrespectful. He said something unpleasant and unloving, and you've kind of bickered back and forth. And then you just had some tension. He hasn't been helpful, like not cooperative. He hasn't wanting to listen to you or whatever. You sit down on the couch and he's like, hey, can you get me some water? What are you going to tell him? Um, you got two feet. You got two hands. Get your butt up and go get your own water. Or you might clench your teeth and as a submissive wife be like fine I'll get you water but you wouldn't want to do it why because there isn't that connection there isn't that emotional connection and in order to create that emotional connection what did he have to do he had to spend time with you he had to make you feel seen heard and understood created the space for your feelings and created that connection with you so if you want that with your kids you got to create the space for them but if you're constantly busy and you go 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 and you're always running back and forth from one activity to another and you your child is melting down you don't have the time and the space to create for that you'll be too busy for it 
right? If you are committing to too many things and you're saying yes to too many things because you're a people pleaser, you're not going to have the space and time for it. If you're so overwhelmed because you're doing too much and you're not asking for help for anyone or delegating anything, you're not going to have the space and time to connect with your kids. And that's why what I teach you, all these proactive strategies, that's why they're so important. And they don't talk about it when they teach all this parenting stuff. I am so passionate about it. They just teach you, oh, do this in the moment, do this in the moment. And my problem with that is that when you're so stressed and overwhelmed, your brain does not have the space and capacity to access any of that because you're running on empty. You're so overwhelmed and stressed out because you're overcommitted. You're doing too many things. You're, you're running like a chicken with your head cut off. So yeah, you're not going to have the space and the ability and the emotional capacity to implement any, any of those things. Okay, it goes back to being emotionally available for your kids. And if you're stressed out and you're so overwhelmed and you're doing too many things and you have no alone time to create for yourself that emotional tank to be there for your kids, everything will feel a thousand times harder. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm saying it's going to feel a thousand times harder for you to implement any of the strategies that you hear about not yelling, not screaming, to be that gentle, calm, patient parent, my approach is different than the way they teach. My approach is proactively doing the things that set you up for success. We, when you start coaching with me, one of the first things that we do is we look at what kind of mom do you want to be for your kids? And then we look at your life and we audit your days and we audit your week and we see what is not working, what is not supporting you, what is draining your energy, what is pulling from you that is not allowing you the space to be the mom that you want to be. And we work through those mental shifts that are required from you to let go of some of those commitments. One of the clients that I was working with, we had to work through some of the mental blocks of comes with people pleasing and to release some of that and be like, it's okay to not be productive all the time. It's okay to not be volunteering at all these things. It's okay to say no and create space for yourself to decompress. So then you can show up as a mom that you want to be for your kids. So my work is to support you so you can transform that legacy in your family. So you can create a new norm in your family, not to be stressed and overwhelmed and anxious and running like a chicken with your head cut off, to create the new norm of having time in your days to decompress as a family, to create the new norm in your family, having more peace and overall sense of calm in your home. That is my goal for you. So you can model to your kids that, and so you can teach them these skills. So when they become adults, they can carry that forward into their own families. The Bible teaches us to be in control of our own emotions, in control of our own actions. It doesn't teach us to be controlling. So we are told to mentor and guide and encourage our kids, not to get them to be afraid of us. That is not what the Bible teaches us. It is, it is impossible to create a safe relationship and to allow your kids to open up to you and create that emotional connection. If you're constantly yelling and yelling and screaming at them, changing yourself, my friend is hard work. It is hard with God and support. It is possible for you to do it. 
but also sitting in shame and guilt and feeling like you're the worst mom in the world for screaming and yelling at your kids is also hard. Choose your hard. Choose your hard, my friend. Are you willing to live like this for the rest of your life? By the way, one of my favorite quotes is nothing will change if nothing changes. Or are you willing to do the work that it takes to change destructive patterns that have been in your family, maybe for generations, and to transform the way you show up for your family, for your kids, to model them, Christ to them, emotional stability to them, to model to them how to manage stress. So then when they grow up, they don't cope with stress by taking it out on others, by coping with drinking and drugs and unhealthy ways because you've modeled to them how to do it right and you've, you've taught them the skills or so they don't turn it in on themselves and turn into depression and anxiety. Am I saying those things are still possible? Yes, but they are less likely if you model to them the healthy way to do it. My friend, it is possible for you to transform these old destructive ways of coping and to create a positive impact on your family and truly change generations to come. It is possible. There's hope for you. You're not hopeless. If you are been if you've been yelling and screaming at your kids for years, my friend, there's hope for you. It's possible to get out of this hole and with God and the support that I offer through my coaching services, you can transform your life. If this is pulling at you, if you're interested and you know that you are so done, you're done being the way you have been. You're ready to do whatever it takes. This will require work. This is a commitment for 12 weeks, my friend, to work with me. This will create a transformation in your life that you will not regret. It is possible to change old ways and transform with God's help into a new mom that you want your kids to remember. I want my kids to remember me as a mom who's calm and patient and present and positive, not a mom who's constantly screaming, yelling, complaining, reactive, and negative. That is not the tone I want in my family. And you are able to do that. You're able to transform that. You're able to do the inner work. You are not too far gone, my friend. It is possible. You are you are worthy of investment. You matter. You're the biggest influence in your children's life. My friend, if this is, if this is calling your name, pray about it. In the show notes, there's a link to book a clarity call with me. I cannot wait to work with you and connect with you. Until next time, my friend. Hi, friend. Did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.